This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, guys. Simran here, and I'm with Jamie. We're in the Stratford End. Afternoon uh, trips. We've just just got our seats. Got about 45 minutes till kickoff. Jamie, what do you think of the lineup? Unchanged apart from Maguire coming in for Lindelof, who's obviously absent in Sweden because of what happened in his personal life. What do you think of the lineup today? Uh, I think the lineup's fair enough. Yeah, I agree that it's kind of unfortunate for Lindorf. It's such a shit situation, unfortunately. Um, I would have liked to have seen him stay in because I think him and Varane have been pretty good together. Uh, Maguire, even when he came on the other night, wasn't particularly great. A few passes going astray, just didn't look confident at all. So hopefully he can shake that off. The rest of the team being the same, I think, is fair enough. Um, just hope rather than being a slow start and as you said as well Imran we tend to play the same team and not quite carry on the momentum from the previous game so you're kind of hoping if we get off to a good start the same 11 can't really see many subs even being brought in because that is probably the best 11 we can feel you just hope that we get off to a good start yeah I, I, team are just coming out now Woo! But yeah, I was saying on the way to the ground that generally it seems to me, whenever we do keep the same lineup, uh, we never carry it on. We just seem to be poor one game to the next. So hopefully we can actually play well today. And West Ham will be a tricky, tricky opponent. Probably playing their best team. That strong midfield of Rice and Suchek, Antonio up front, Bowen in good form, even with that miss against Leeds. So it's going to be a difficult game. Uh, but I'm hopeful. You know, there was good signs in that second half against um, Brentford. But I do expect this first half to be quite cagey from us. We're not really a first half team apart from against Burnley. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? What do you think the score is going to be? Uh, I'll go 2-1 United. Uh, I agree. I think the first half will be very cagey because West Ham have been very good this season. They've got a strong midfield, as we kind of spoke about on the way to the ground as well. More or less, seems like their strongest eleven. Rice is in really good form in particular, so I think they won't really go all out at all first half. The KG try not to concede. We nearly done it on Wednesday. We'll be hoping for a clean sheet for sure. So second half's where I expect to see most of the action. But 
you know what? I think it'll be a good game, actually. I'm going to take the optimistic approach this time and think it'll be a good game today. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm feeling less optimistic just because I don't... We never seem to win two games in a row. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we do. Um, so I, I think West Ham might nick it by a goal, maybe 3-2. I think there'll be goals. Uh, they're not the best at the back. Um, and they'll be looking for a response after that Leeds result. So I think I think it'll either be a draw or we'll, uh, we'll take the loss. But it'll be a good game. Uh, hopefully we show some good signs. Um, and if we do win, I mean, that'll be putting us pretty strong back into the hunt for the top four if we lose. I mean, I don't know. I didn't take the league farm. I think West Ham quite a few points ahead of us if we well, lose. Well, that's the biggest incentive. If we can win today, we actually overtake West Ham on the table and we've still got a game in hand. So as, as terrible as we've been, as mad as the inconsistent run has been, if you can get a win today, get up the table, maybe not quite fourth. It might be one of those false position things because Arsenal have a game in hand. Uh, Spurs have got so many games in hand. But if you can win today, overtake West Ham, have that game in hand, suddenly you're actually looking in a much better position going into this second half of the season. So uh, there's a lot of incentive and there's a lot of hashtag narrative around getting a win today. So hopefully the guys can do it. Yeah, and I'm just on a personal note, this is a... Uh... You just come down today for the game, it's the first game since Everton. Um, how are you feeling? Feeling buzzing being all Trafford? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was just saying to my brother like beforehand that it's amazing how you can sit at home, watch the games be so, not down in the dumps, but just kind of so down about the performances if you like. The minute you turn up and start experiencing the atmosphere beforehand, like in the pub and stuff like that, you just forget about all that and you're just buzzing to be back actually watching football on the ground. So, yeah, I'm optimistic now just from being in and around the fans and that. So, hopefully, yeah, hopefully the lads don't let us down today. But it's nice meeting you for the first time face-to-face -face as well, Imran. So, yeah, it's been good so far. And what a wonderful face it is. Right, we'll catch Absolutely. up with you at half-time. Give our thoughts then. Hello, welcome to United Hour, your one-stop shop for all things at Manchester United. I'm your host, Imran. And I'm Jamie. And yeah, you just heard me and Jamie at the ground. Uh, that was when we were recording before the game. Uh, so our hopes actually did come true in the end. I think we both thought there'd be a bit more goals than they were. And I don't think any of us, uh, either of us expected that quite dramatic ending. But um, I mean, we should really start at the end, really. Uh, how was that for a finish, Jamie? Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Because... We were obviously saying most of the game, we should be winning this, we should be winning this. And I don't care what anyone says, that's the best way to win a game, by an absolute mile. Literally the last kick of the game to score like that. And you just seen the eruption in the ground, just from the, from the celebrations and that. And it, in this VAR world, it was weird to kind of experience it twice in the space of about... 20 seconds because obviously we went mental when the goal went in then you've got that kind of 10 20 second period where you're waiting to see does the goal stand was he offside and then when the goal's given you kind of just go crazy again for a, for another wee bit of time and then almost immediately after that it's full time so it was just oh, it was awesome absolutely awesome yeah it's uh I, not not many uh legal highs beat that i don't think the rush no, definitely um, not. And yeah, like we 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 were saying, West Ham. I mean, as a game on the whole, we weren't 
we weren't great, but we weren't terrible either. Uh, I was pretty happy with how solid we were at the back, especially. Didn't give too much away. Probably the most comfortable, I'd say, we looked. Obviously, we still have our problems from corners. That's never going to go away, I don't think. Um, but we generally looked comfortable. We weren't creating a lot going forward either, which was a problem, just lots of pot shots. Um, but we did think West Ham weren't great, and we should really be beating them. And, yeah, it'd be nice if we wrapped it up more earlier on, especially after that. I think Martial had a bit of a snapshot towards the end, and we thought that was it. That was our one chance, Yeah, and it fell to the wrong guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a beautiful move at the end as well. And I think I was looking... Um, I think our XG before that chance was something like 0.6 and West Ham's was 0.4. So before that chance, really, you are saying, yeah, nil nil's fair. But after that chance, I think it jumps up to 1.5. And ultimately, we did create that chance, which is about as clear a cut chance you get in the game, within within the game itself. So did we deserve to win? I would say so. Do you think we deserve to win? I think we did, yeah. Um, from kind of back to front, it was the quietest game the Hayes had. Certainly in a while. Probably all season, I would have thought, yeah. Yeah, and even then, I think he had one save and that was off the deflected cross because uh, I think Rice crosses Varane. it in and it hits Varane. Yeah. Kind of skews to the near post and he saves that. That was literally it. I can't really remember him touching the ball other than that. Um, the back four, that's as solid as they've been all season, I would have said. Um, just very comfortable, very strong on the ball. There was two or three times, and this is what did impress me, was West Ham sometimes got into the box, and rather than panic, it was actually measured, controlled tackles going in from Maguire, from McTominay, from Varane, and not just kind of hacking it clear. There was actually three or four times where we tackled the player, played it wide, and then worked the way out of the situation, which was really pleasing to just see. We weren't just panicking and just kind of smashing the ball away. We were actually trying to just calmly play the ball out and try and try and work from that. I thought the midfield was hard working, but uh, yeah, the the problem still persists with creating chances because I know Ralph said after the game something about the number of chances, but off the top of my head, I think 18 were in total, but I think there was 12 or 13 off target. There was so many shots off target and that's fine having shots off target. Of course it is because you want to, try and force situations and see what happens but we, we do need to start working the opposition goalkeeper a lot more because it, it just seemed like that through the game watching it when we were there that the first time that Ariola really had to actually make a save was Fred's shot in the second half where yeah, he works himself that was pretty much the only save he made before yeah. the goal I think actually yeah so it, it was it was just a bit disappointing that we still can't really seem to create chances, but there, the, but as well as the goal, there was parts where we actually played some really nice football. There was one movement I remember you said in the first half where I think it was Dallow started it off, and it was three or four passes in succession, one touch passes to work into a crossing position, and ultimately he crosses it to the back post. Nobody's there, but it was still decent football, and it was like, well, there you go. Like maybe it's just a confidence thing, and the players are just starting to be a bit more confident and be a bit more uh, what's the word free-flowing if you like to actually try and try things rather than being scared because there still is this issue where we are too safe for Malik and that we don't look to really exploit space we're, we're too passive we're too 
safe and you just would like to just see us a little bit more with the reins off and ultimately when the three changes come on that's his out we did it was kind of caution to the wind and go for it and obviously as a result of that you see the goal at the end yeah um so the first half kind of came and went a little bit both teams kind of feeling each other out as a bit cagey uh i did think it'd be a bit more open than it actually was um but west ham we're also a bit cautious. I think that's kind of Moyes' default when he comes away to a big team, be a bit more cautious and they were and we were cautious and just kind of feeling each other out. There was not really a game of much incident in the first half. Um, I think Ronaldo had a penalty shot that wasn't really much of anything. And um, there was also a, a great cross from Bruno that he just um, missed his head. Um, but anyway, this is what we thought of the, the, at halftime. Uh, so I'm going to cut now to me and Jamie at halftime. Time in the ground. Not really much to say. Been a bit of a, a mess first half. Quite bitty. Uh, neither team really imposing themselves on the game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Any 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 thoughts, Jamie? Nothing really to add to that, mate. I mean, first 15 minutes kind of just was very cagey as we thought it would be before the game. I just despair at times when we pick the ball up. We see me advance five yards and then then turn back. It's always back, inside, safe. Bruno, so many times, has picked the ball up around about the halfway line. Somebody's made a run, say, behind him. And rather than, like, turn and look behind him, it's just a straight pass further infield or further behind him. And it, it's frustrating because you can see that the pass is on, there's movement on, somebody can do something. But we just don't do it. I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm just disappointed because the chances have been there, but it's very, very bitty, I think, was the word you used when we were watching it. So, yeah, I just, I just think we need, we need to be a bit more adventurous second half. Yeah, we, we've done well, at least, uh, to stop West Ham from playing. They've not really got into the game at yeah. all. Uh, Defence actually looks pretty solid yeah, uh, agree on, with that. on a defensive standpoint. I think Brannan had some good moments, Maguire's had some good moments, Dallas made some good, good inception, so... It's pretty happy from a solid from a defensive standpoint. Just yeah, going forward, not taking, not not really taking many chances today. Uh, and we do don't really pay off. Uh, I'd like to see people drive in space a bit more. There's been a couple of times where McTominay's had some space in front of him. Yeah. Uh, Dalos to Tellez could see him drive into that space and move us up the pitch a bit. Uh, but yeah, we just. I just hope they come out of the second half a bit more, a bit more firing us, really get into them a bit, because they've not been great at West Ham, and I think we could we could definitely take three points here. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that the defensive part's actually been pretty good, shutting them down in the midfield, shutting them down well before they've even got to the box. Tellez has actually played well as well, because he's one player. I always think he's all right going forward, but I'm always a bit wary defensively. He's actually looked pretty sound. Dallow's just improving all the time. There's been very, very little down his side. Maguire was frustrating. Myself, I think you as well. Where, yes, he's been good defensively, but so many headers that he's winning, he's just aimlessly just heading them back into the other half. Whereas towards the end of the half, he was actually starting to bring it down, head it towards people, and it was helping keep the ball ticking over instead of just aimlessly giving away possession. So if we can just keep that going from a defensive standpoint, that's good, but again, yeah, you just want people to take a bit more of a risk going forward. Yeah, it's not, at least it's not been as bad as other games, at least. Uh, and not, not a very high bar, but um, yeah, it's not, it's, yeah. Not, it's, not, it's not been terrible. I mean, it's definitely something to build upon in the second half, so 
hopefully we come out, get some goals, get the win, get the three points, um, and we'll give our final thoughts at the end of the game. Yeah, sounds good. And now we're back in the future. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we were meant to actually record one at full time, but with all the with all that was going on, and it's a bit manic, and just yeah, we never actually uh, got to. I did have the idea at the time when it when it got to ninety minutes, I was thinking, do I do I, do I just turn my phone on and we'll uh, we could talk over the in- injury time? But there was far too much going on for me to actually do that. But if we had, we'd have caught a great moment. To be fair, um, it's kind of a shame, I guess. Really, I should have the podcast in my mind at all times. Is that's what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> But yeah, second half we opened up. We there was a we we started off with a bit more intensity. I felt like um, there was a ten minute period, especially where we were really chasing down, and there was a, a we just upped the tempo to our game a bit. Um, even if nothing really came of it in terms of chances, um, we were getting around the pitch a bit and did seem like we were a bit more fired up. But it kind of dropped off again after that. And West Ham, to be honest with you, West Ham came into it more in the last ten minutes than any point and a half. I think that's probably their game plan was to try and nick it late if they could. Obviously, we were the ones to do that way. Um, but on those subs, you said, so interesting um, subs in that it was the three of them to link up. Uh, Ilanga was the first to go off for Rashford. Uh, Ilanga and Greenwood, we both said, pretty quiet games from them both. Um, lots of good work going back, to be fair, though. Lots of good work defensively, but just on the ball, going forward, not really much happening. Um, Ilanga wasn't really in the game, and uh, Greenwood not really making the best decisions. Do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. On Greenwood, there was one moment that kind of... I remember it now, but after the game, I kind of forgot about it. It was only when I was watching the highlights back. I I remember that it's the point where, in the first half, Greenwood gets the ball. We've kind of broke forward. Bruno's found, I think it was Ronaldo, Ronaldo over Greenwood. He's then cut inside and immediately looks for the shot. And the shot was never on because he hadn't really shaken off the defender. Shots blocked, chance goes begging, and to be fair, it wasn't just Ronaldo. There was Ronaldo, and I think Bruno kind of standing there. You know that pose where you kind of point to your feet as if to say, "You should have passed it." But that is a situation I think that is creeping into Greenwood's play a little bit. Is this decision making? Because yeah, we know he's a good finisher, but there's just times when you just think, "Just pass the ball, man," because it was like he walked into the position fine. But he hadn't got rid of the defender, so the minute he kind of sticks inside, he's looking for one of those finishes through the legs. And okay, yeah, that sometimes happens, and it bamboozles the goalie a bit and ends up sneaking in. But it doesn't happen very often. Most of the time, the defender gets the block in, so you just want them just to get his head up a little bit more and just kind of look for the pass. And that was a chance. It doesn't go down as a chance on XG or anything like that, but that was a chance where. If he'd have just looked up for the pass, we could have scored. Ilanga wasn't really in the game offensively. And I remember us kind of commenting on it a couple of times, just saying that going forward, the game is just bypassing him. But yeah, excellent work defensively. Tracks back all the time, works back really hard, provides plenty of cover. Greenwood as well, to be fair. They both do that really well. But I think that's just what was kind of causing his problems, trying to create anything. The two of them weren't great going forward on Saturday and it was when the subs come on as you said does that open the game up a bit because West Ham are tired or is it just giving you a little bit more impetus because I thought Rashford when he came on we weren't too sure what to expect 
But he came on and I thought he was very good on Saturday, other than the goal. I thought he closed down really well. He was pressing really well. He was showing a lot of hard work and determination to actually get into the box and take his man on again, which was good. So he done well. And even Martial, you know, the much maligned Tony, came on and he was decent as well. I thought he had that kind of fluff chance where, yeah, that was the one that we originally thought, oh, that's it, game's game's going to end up in the draw now because he fluffed his chance but even when he came on I thought he was alright got stuck in and kind of got us on the front foot a little bit um, yeah I mean that looks like it'll be his possibly his last ever minutes for us uh, with news that he might be going on loan to Sevilla coming yeah. around yesterday um, a decent ish way to go out I guess uh, <laughs> he was very much involved in that last goal um, his pass to Cavani set us off Um and yeah, I, he did. He did look all right, to be fair. Um, but it probably is time for him to move on. Um, definitely not fulfilled his massive potential with us. I think we could have a whole podcast on Martial. But um, yeah, it's interesting that he came on. I guess over other people, and now he's going. As is Lingard. Looks like he might be going on loan to Newcastle, or Newcastle at least going to try get him on loan. Yeah. At what point? Who does he bring on then? I guess, but then I guess you also do have Sancho to come back. Ahmad is there. Maybe Van der Beek might get on. Who knows? Crazy talk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, inter- inter- just I just found it interesting. <clears throat> Sorry, I just found it interesting that he'd use him. But then he's going on loan now. But like I said, it's probably for the best. Um, but yeah, on on Rashford, I agree. I thought he was looked much brighter than he has done for a long, long time. There was that one point in the second half where he really harried their defence to create a chance for Bruno in the end, I think it felt to, yeah. just through his just for his running and pressing. He created that himself, really. And then, is there a player... I mean, how can you not be happy for Rashford, honestly? If he gets that last-minute winner, smile on his face, you can't. You just can't. I just fail to be happy for the guy because he's, he's a delight um, and he's a local lad and everything he does off the pitch, I was just, I was just thrilled for him. Thrilled that he got that winner. And, uh, yeah, like I said, celebration's just unbelievable. Fred running down the touchline, uh, definite highlight in his tracksuit. No, I was just going to say there was two things about the celebration. It was one, yeah, it was great to see Rashford so enthusiastic in his celebrations because, as you say, like back with a smile on his face, he looked absolutely buzzing to have scored. The second thing is, if I have Cavani in my team and I've scored, I don't think there's any way I could be anything but kind of enthusiastic because his celebration after the assist is just absolutely marvellous. Like, I just love Cavani. I just wish he was five years younger because... Mm. I've been oh, a bit critical of Cavani of late because it has sort of seemed like he didn't want to be here. A couple of his appearances haven't been his usual, like, blood and thunder self, I guess. But Yeah, I agree with that. But You can't really you have that criticism th- after that goal <laughs> with that enthusiasm nah. that he's celebrating with. No, nah, it, was, it was just... Brilliant. I mean that that kind of angle of the video, you know, the one that like came from the from the pitch side, I guess you would call it, and it's like literally right in front of the camera. You see Cavani kind of pull away, pull it, and then push the ball across to Rashford, and he just kind of turns away, celebrates himself, turns back round, celebrates with Rashford, kind of going mental, and then going mental with everyone else. I just you can't help but kind of just find that infectious and just kind of get caught up in that as well, and. Yeah, it was just great. We're able to keep going. 
Frederick's header has actually helped Ronaldo. And Manchester United is swarming forward now. It's Martial for Cavani. And Rashford puts it in. That's the moment. That's the difference. That's the goal. And Manchester United are targeting West Ham's top four place. Marcus Rashford is smiling again. And he's not alone around Old Trafford. My, so my personal man of the match, I thought there was two in for it, really. I thought McTominay had another good game in midfield. Um, yep. Really seems to have risen up a level under Ragnick. Um, he does enjoy these combative games, I feel like, a lot yeah. more than when we maybe asked him to be a bit more technical, although he is showing more with his, his runs forward. I feel like he could have done that a bit more in this game, like he was against Brentford. He could have been driving forward a bit more. Um but yeah, I thought he was very competitive, um, especially because Rice was also having a good game for them, uh, a very good game for them. So I thought the two of them, it was a good battle. But I thought Maguire was excellent. Uh, yeah. Probably Maguire's best game of the season for us. In the first half, we were getting a bit frustrated with him. I think we mentioned at halftime, he just he was just getting rid of the ball when he, in times where he could control it. I think Ronaldo at one point just said to him, calm down and use your chest. And then after that, he seemingly did. And in the second half, I thought he was absolutely flawless. His passing out to Tellers was excellent. Um, defensively, didn't put a foot wrong all game. Uh, timing his challenges really well. Uh, even though you think, like the one in the first half, the lads run onto you and he waits for him to get into the box before putting the challenge. And you're thinking, well, why are you doing that? But I mean, he won the ball cleanly as well, so can't really criticise him for it. And I thought he really marshaled Antonio very well. Antonio, who was super quiet, wasn't in the game at all. And yeah, I was really happy with Maguire actually. If you can kick off from that, then great. Yeah, he was very good. I mean, yeah, the only criticism I would have had was in the first half, it was just, there was a number of kind of aimless headers, yeah, just, and it was it was just a bit like, as Ronaldo kind of said to him, just calm down. Like, if you can chest it down, bring it down, or head it to one of your teammates. And to be fair, the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of the first half, he started to do that, heading the ball wide, being a bit calmer on the ball. And second half, the only the only blemish is literally the tackle on Bowen, where he got booked. But even that, it was just a booking. It was just one of those tackles. But I thought he was excellent in the second half. Maguire, um, very controlled, very good at using the ball, much better than we've seen. Um, I mean, it's been a low bar because he hasn't been very good at all most of this season. But that was much better from him on Saturday. Um, and McTominay, yeah, I mean, I do think he has definitely stepped up under Rangnick. I think he looks just a bit more controlled, a bit more refined. I do agree that he, he seems to thrive in the games where, to use your term, it's a bit more blood and thunder. He can get stuck in. But I just like sometimes where he just gets his foot on the ball and kind of just pushes us forward, just gets us on the front foot a little bit. And... He's very good at running into the running into the space. His use of the ball is getting better. He loves a tackle. I was just impressed again with him. Um, there's not many, to be fair. There isn't many that I would kind of single out for a poor performance per se. Because even as we said, we agreed with Nalanga. Yeah, it wasn't great going forward, but they were putting in very Ronaldo good work off quiet. the ball. Ronaldo was quiet, and I thought his use of the ball wasn't great. But then. Even then, he's got a hand in the goal at the end, you know, where he holds the ball up, turns inside, and then 
rather than kind of try and go on some solo run, just plays the ball wide to Martial and then tries to move into the middle of the box. Um, Fred is the only one that maybe I would have thought he, he just maybe a typical Fred game to be honest. Like some of it really poor, some of it really good. Um, but yeah, he makes up for it with his celebration down the touchline. Um, I suppose it's it's interesting because go, go on. I, I was just gonna say because because we we're so used to being so open, I guess, and a bit all over the shop that yeah, we didn't really do much going forward in this game, and that's definitely a criticism. But when we look so when we look actually solid for a change and like an actual team uh, off the ball, it's quite hard to be so critical, even though really on the ball we weren't the best going um, in the attacking sense, obviously, and that needs to improve. But at least if we are, if we can be, if this isn't just a one-off and we can be solid and look like a solid outfit, then obviously the rest of it can be built upon that. Uh, going, yeah. whichever player we're going to see single out. I was just going to say, I think you can't help but be impressed with Dalo as well. Hmm. I mean, well, he's an actual footballer. We, exactly, yeah. I mean, we've kind of even thought when Wambasaka was playing all the games that we kind of assumed the reason Dalo's not playing is because he's not very good defensively, and all he offers you is some kind of outlet on the on the right hand side. And while he does do that, he offers you a good outlet and actually looks to overlap his man. I think he's been pretty good defensively. I think he's mm. good under the ball in terms of the, if there's a cross coming in or he needs to use his head, I think he's comfortable with that. He's comfortable with tackling. He put in some good tackles again on Saturday as well as during the game against Brentford as well. I, I just don't see Wan-Bissaka getting back in the team. I really don't. No. I, I don't I don't see how you can drop Dallow at all. And I thought Tellez... While Tellez can have, again, games that are really up and down, I thought he was pretty good on Saturday as well. And you are kind of looking through the team at the moment. And while, yeah, offensively, you can make plenty of changes and manoeuvre people around, I I just don't see many gaps at all at the moment where we can honestly look at it and say, yeah, we've got other people in the squad that can do better than players who are currently playing and obviously that's a bit of a damning indictment at the same time because we do need to improve in midfield and things like that but it was just nice just to watch a solid performance for a change and not be constantly worried about being broken on being hammered by possession stats and things like that from the other team I just thought it was it was just a good solid performance and the way we won it yeah that tops it off but even if we hadn't won while that would have been frustrating I still would have been pleased with the overall performance mm. um, I think uh, I agree with you on uh, Tellez and Dallo Tellez I thought had some he was actually some of his passing was really good down the line just kind of yeah. it's a shame that when, then when it comes to actually crossing into the box it was he let him down let himself down a bit he, he does have a good cross on him at times he just didn't on uh, on the weekend but his passing actually down the line was was pretty good and Dallo, I think I said this. I don't know where I said this. I think I said it on our on our WhatsApp group. But I I don't know whether Dallo is actually a, a very good footballer or he's just a footballer in comparison to our other right back who is barely a footballer. Um, but judging him against our other right back, I am just I, I I'm thrilled because he's an actual person who you can actually trust the ball with. I mean, at the end of the game, in the last five minutes, we were just commenting on how Dallo basically was just having a free roll, just popping up wherever he wanted. Um, yeah, and he yeah. can do that because he can actually receive the ball to feet and, and you can trust him to actually pass it well 
Um, He's not perfect going forward by any stretch of the imagination. His crossing needs to be a bit better. But, like, he actually attempted a cross on the left foot at one point. I don't think I can ever envisage Wan-Bissaka attempting a cross on the left foot. I'm sure he has at some point, but I'm sure it was probably terrible. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I I can't see Wan-Bissaka displacing Dallow at any point. Shaw, maybe. I mean, Shaw did have a decent game a couple of weeks back against, I think, Burnley, but... Yeah, there's definitely a closer run race there, but yeah, I can't see I can't see one second getting back in over Dallow. And on Maguire, lasting on him, it probably a bit of time on the bench probably helping him clear his head. Like he's not automatic. We do have Lindelof and Varane who work well together, and also just not being rushed back from injury probably helped him. Yeah, uh, as simple as that is. Like we're not just throwing him back in after he's been injured. And hey, guess what? He doesn't look unfit. So you know, perfect. So yeah, um, a good win against a fellow top four opponent and some results around us going our way. So Spurs losing, Arsenal drawing um, means we are now in fourth position. But I mean, it's all a bit all over, the, all over the place with teams playing different amount of games. I think Spurs still have three or two or three games to play on us. Um, but they, we're definitely in that top four race now. Uh, and there is still Chelsea might get drawn, dragged into it. I, I feel like we're only like three points behind them or four. No, about six points behind them, I think, something like that. So it is tightening up. I still am not confident that we can be consistent enough to really nail down that fourth spot. Um, sorry, Chelsea are nine points ahead of us, but they've got two games in hand. So, so we have two games in hand. So if we win our two yeah. games, there'll be three points. And then, but then Spurs have like two games in. Spurs have played four games less than Chelsea, which is just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it it really is a bit all over the place, and it's hard to know until teams kind of get on level pegging where we'll stand. But it definitely puts us back in there. Uh, you feeling a bit more confident about top four now? I don't know about confident, but I do think it was a massive result, even just psychologically, in the sense that. We've been sat for weeks saying, you know, we're not very good. We're a, we're a million miles away from definitely the top of the league. But even it just felt as though we were so far away from even competing with the likes of Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal. Just because we just were so lacklustre all over the place, just it was not a good time. And it still isn't because... As I said, we still are struggling to make chances and things like that, but it just kind of drove home. Look, we really aren't actually that far away from the top four and Chelsea. We won a game on Saturday against, as you said, top four rival. We've overtaken them in the table now with a game on hand, game in hand on them still. We've got two, I think, on Chelsea. All right, Spurs have played two less than us, I think it is still, and Arsenal are a game less. But it, it it just gives you, as you said, a bit more of a chance. You're right in the race. And it's even that psychological thing of, yeah, we've played more, but we're in the top four. So now the pressure isn't just on us. It is on other teams saying, yeah, you've got games in hand, but you need to win those games in hand. But I do agree, you can't really take any real conclusion or anything like that just now because anything could happen in those games in hand for Spurs. I mean, I think one of them will be the... Enough London Derby, won't it? Because that yeah. was postponed. So yeah, ideally you're looking for a draw there, which would be good. Um, I I just worry with consistency, the same as you. That's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, 
as I said to Nick, can we do it? Yeah, we can absolutely do it, but I'm just still not totally sold on how consistent we are. That is the issue I've got. And I think if we don't make it, that will be the thing that trips us up, is just consistency and getting a run together to actually really propel us into position. Yeah, um, there is the outside chance that maybe we'll sign a midfielder or something before the end of the window. I don't see it. Although if we are, if, we, if Marshall and Lingard are leaving, maybe there will be some funds there, you'd think. But I know it just seems it would be a bit out of the blue if we did pull someone in. Um, but that would definitely help our chances. Um, like I said, it's just hard. Yeah, hard to hard to see us being consistent. Um, before um, before we head off, a uh, couple of more things to touch on. Uh, one, uh, Declan Rice said how lovely it is to play Old Trafford, <laughs> which is a very... <laughs> I'm not sure I'd love to hear that as a West Ham fan, how great it was to play at Old Trafford after just losing in the last minute. Uh, but fair enough, it was nice for nice for us to hear. Um, would you like Declan Rice in our midfield? Yes. Like, I was the same as you before the game when we were saying, like, do we know if he'd be worth the money? Um, yeah, we've obviously seen him on TV and known that he is doing very well for West Ham, but actually seeing him in the flesh... Even just for 90 minutes, I was majorly impressed with him on Saturday. I mean, I think if there's any chance you can get him in the summer at all, get him. Whatever the money is, fine, just pay it. Because he's a, I think he's only, what, 23? He's still a young lad. Yeah, he's still, still a young lad as well. So I just think if you can get him, go and get him. Because he was honestly excellent and I have been impressed watching him on TV and then just that coupled with seeing him physically for the first time yet I think we would definitely be insane to not go and get him especially if he's bigging us up I mean come on just yeah. get it done I mean it is just a case of, of money really I think depends yeah. what West Ham are asking I think 100 million might be too steep really but I think if you can get him for, for around 70 I think that would be I, I would I would I'd be inclined to go for that. He is uh, he was very impressive. Head and shoulders, their best player. Um, I did like, I was saying to you, I I do like how he doesn't panic on the ball. Uh, Even when we're coming to press him, like he's very assured on it. I think he's up, his passing actually was like 98%, I think, for the game. Um, Which shows you, he just, yeah, he's very very assured. Yeah, very comfortable, can drive forward. Yeah, um, and just excellent at breaking up play as well. So he is. Very good. Um, I do worry now, especially nowadays. With I mean, I think something came out about the top ten British transfers, and I think only like Virgil Van Dijk is the only unqualified success for them. Just just in terms of like UK transfer record. And so I do worry about any time spend that much on a player at the moment. Um, but would he be worth it? Probably, but maybe not. If it's, if it's hundred million, you can buy two midfielders for that. Uh, if our scouting department got on it, I guess. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, who knows what our scouting department do. Um, so that was one thing, and the other was uh, just in general. This is the first time, the second time. Sorry, no. This is the first time that Ralph has won two games back to back. Not the most impressive wins, uh, although you could say argue saying being a West Ham side who you know are up at the top of the table and a pretty solid outfit is a good result. It obviously, is a good result, but the performance maybe not blowing anyone away. Um, we had two wins back to back, and that obviously followed on from the Brentford game. 
which I don't think we talked. We didn't, there wasn't a pod after the Brentford game, was there? No, there wasn't, no. No, but we had a... So we'll just touch on it very, very quickly. So, yeah, there's a basically a second-half blitz from us after a quite poor first half. In fact, a very poor first half where Brentford were really should have been maybe a couple of goals up, De Gea having another one of his games. Um, but, yeah, just to half-time team talk, blew him away. Um, we deserve to win at the end, even if that first half was poor, just from our, just from that second-half performance. Uh, Bruno coming to life a bit really helped us get he was getting on the ball more and I think that really pushed us on uh, and some very very nice goals as well that first goal that second goal with Ronaldo chasing it to Bruno to Greenwood just an excellent goal um, any thoughts on the Brentford game quickly same as you really I mean the first half was was a disaster really I mean two times I think we took a corner and twice They've more or less countered all the way to the edge of the box and made a chance. We were second to a lot of kind of loose balls and loose passes. It was just very frustrating. Again, that first half, second half, we get the go- we get a really good goal. Ten minutes in, a good assist from Fred and Alanga does really well to take his chance. And then it, it was just a different game. I know obviously goals change games is the old cliche, but for the next 35 minutes we were really good. We looked comfortable on the ball. We were confident, if you like. McTominay was excellent. Just kind of surging through from midfield multiple times. Good passing. Some lovely goals. And really, if Bruno doesn't try and be Eric Cantona in the last minute and just literally shoots normally, you're probably 4-0 up. 4-1. 4 uh, 4-1 up, sorry, in, in, in added time. So, it, what, it, was, it was just crazy how different the first 50-odd minutes were, and then the remaining 35, it was just a tale of Man United, if you like, to an extent this Mm. season, where we've just been so bad in parts of games, and then suddenly something clicks, and or somebody scores a goal, and and we look a totally different team. So that was the worry going into the game on Saturday, was are we just going to have another one of these performances? But just seeing has been a bit more solid and confident and mature, if you like, whisper it but is that turning a corner or is it just more of the same and it's just going to be similar for the rest of the season where we just don't know what we're getting from one game to the next but I will choose to be optimistic and say back to back wins so see what happens yeah hopefully I mean putting a run together makes a massive difference so just winning two games on the balance made a massive difference to our league standing so yeah if we can put a run together, who knows? Scott McTominay there for United. Ronaldo. Fantastic use of the chest, and Bruno Fernandes is running clear. Manchester United in for another, which is steered home by Mason Greenwood. Super goal. The initial use of the chest from Ronaldo set them on their way. And then Bruno Fernandes, unselfish, and Mason Greenwood there to score his sixth goal of the season. It's Brentford nil, Manchester United 2. Well, absolutely ruthless from Manchester United. As you rightly say, Ronaldo, lovely chest pass initially. So before we go, just a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Manscaped. Um, I am not Nick, so I won't do the official blur, but Manscaped have all your below-the-waist and above-the-waist grooming needs for you... And a friend, and just anyone. Uh, if you have, if you've got it yourself, why don't you tell a friend? Tell them to go to manscaped.com, use the code United Hour, and you get twenty percent off and free shipping. That's twenty percent off and free shipping with United Hour. So, 
and be doing the pod a favour, get on there. And yeah, just order. I think the performance package is what we always plug. So yeah, do that. Be a friend. Um, the next United game is Middlesbrough in the Cup. That's a Friday night at 8 o'clock. Might be coming back with a pod after that probably, but we've got a bit of a break before then. Uh, it was meant to be an international break, but I think there's only games going on in other corners of the world, not in Europe. So I th- I th- we're probably going to go off and do some warm weather, warm weather training somewhere. I think maybe Dubai? Are they in Dubai? Maybe. Who knows? So yeah, we'll come back to Middlesbrough. Hopefully a good win at Old Trafford. Uh, progressing to the next round of the Cup. Um, but yeah, until then, cheers, Jamie. Cheers, man, and see you after, Trips. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.